everyone. Alexis Brooks here from Higher Journeys. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Conscious Commentary. I want to take my time uh, for this particular episode so that I can pay a proper tribute to the now late Dick Gregory. We lost uh, Dick rather suddenly uh, on August 19th just uh, less than a week ago. And I was, uh, needless to say, shocked. Though he was 84, uh, still uh, seemed to have many years in him. And although I don't know the details of uh, what took him from us, um, although his son Christian, I believe, has posted some uh, a few details. In fact, I'm, I'm hoping to speak with him. Uh, I had spoken to him several years ago, actually, when I interviewed uh, Dick Gregory. Uh, but I would love to... Uh, pay my uh, condolences to the family directly. But in the interim, I thought it would be apropos. And I would be remiss if I uh, did not say some some words of truth about my time with Dick or Richard Dick Gregory. Um, how I heard of the news, uh, it was, I guess, technically late, well, early Sunday morning, I had fallen asleep on the couch, as I often do in the family room, and, and woke up uh, only to get dressed to go to bed again <laughs> at about 3.15 in the morning and had uh, turned off my, my iPhone. And just before I turned it off, I got, uh, as many of us get, the breaking news headlines that uh, legendary activist and comedian, civil rights activist Dick Gregory has died. Wow, I thought, my gosh, really shocked. And of course, uh, probably more so, uh, because I had the opportunity to to spend some time with him and uh, take in all that was, all the many dimensions that was uh, Dick Gregory. I had a dream about him that I'm, I'm not quite sure I'm going to share that this time around, but uh, probably because I heard the news literally before going to bed, I had a very interesting dream. Um, he came to me in the dream. I'll, I'll tell you this little bit. He came to me in the dream. And it seemed like although I had heard that he had passed over, he was alive again. And he stayed alive just long enough to say, give me a hug. Like a, a dad would say to his, his child, give me a hug in his usual quippy way. And I did. And um, well, I'm going to leave it there. It was it. So I've been moved. Um, still can't believe he's gone. I mean, we're talking about someone who, what are the words that can be used to describe this, this powerful, controversial, outspoken man? I don't know that there are any, any anybody that knows of the work uh, of, of this, uh, this man knows what I'm talking about. So I, what I'm going to try to do is avoid the things that have been said repeatedly, because you can find them absolutely everywhere and give you just a little purview from my uh, short but precious time with him. I interviewed Dick Gregory in April of 2014 uh, in just outside of San Francisco, uh, San Mateo. And um, it was a planned interview. And <laughs> little did I know that n- nothing of this interview would be as planned. <laughs> when people plan, God laughs. Or in this case, when I planned, he laughed, Dick Gregory laughed, because we were not going where I wanted to go. We were going to go where he wanted to go. Well, needless to say, 
it culminated in about an hour-long uh, interview with a little bit of noise in the background because we had to get out of the, first of all, get out of the, the throngs of people that wanted to be around him, um, loved him. He had just given a, a, a pretty major talk, and uh, oh boy, did they um, follow him around. He was indeed the Pied Piper, um, but we were we managed to sort of steal away after uh the driver uh, that had been assigned to both of us had driven us back to the hotel. We were both staying at the same hotel and uh, couldn't find a proper place to interview. And at the time, I was using a little iPad recorder, really, really uh, low, low tech, uh, but it worked. Uh, and we found a relatively quiet uh, with some, some background noise, but we got the interview in and, it, and boy, was it a, uh, a doozy. Not unlike other interviews that he has given in the past. I let it rip. I let him rip. He was, you know, (laughs) funny, of course. I would call this man spiritually centered, though he cussed worse than a sailor. I had to put a disclaimer at the front of my interview with him due to the rawness of his words and his cussing. You know, he is a, was at times belligerent. And I, I say that with a smile on my face because he could scold you like a parent scolds his child. But somehow, uh, and, and I was uh, not uh, immune to that. <laughs> he got me too a couple of times. A couple of times I'm thinking, did I do anything to incite him to get him going? <laughs> uh, but somehow I knew not to take it too seriously. Don't even try to challenge this man or ask a question or comment out of school because he might say something like this. As a missing person? And of course, that was not on the mainstream news, right? Well, baby, been... don't, 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 don't interview me when you... Don't talk to me when I'm interviewing you. I know more about this shit than you ever know. I don't want to <laughs> waste my time here in this. <laughs> I omitted that from the, the produced interview because I was a little embarrassed. I'm like, what do you mean... Uh, I am interviewing you. <laughs> I can completely laugh now. Uh, we went on. You know, I think he had this way about him. He knew he get he could get people going, or and or he knew he could shut them up because he liked to have the floor. Let's face it, and because he had a lot to say, a lot to share. And again, boy, did he! Um, there's so many things I want to say about him. Uh, I, I I remember being driven back to the hotel by a lovely uh, young lady. And uh, Dick was in the front seat. By the way, they called him Greg. It was almost weird to call him Dick because he went more more by Greg or even Baba. Baba Dick Gregory, which means father or holy man. Uh, he was referred to as Baba. I, I never called him that. But um, so Baba Dick Gregory was sitting in the front seat and my husband and I uh, in the back seat. And I am trying to recall something that just happened in the news, and it we it kind of came up, and you know me, folks. I'm you know I'm an opiner as well. I have my thoughts on certain things, although I like to listen to. <laughs> and he wanted to just shut me down. He just no 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 no. This is what happened. This is how it went down. Again, it was kind of funny. So I said to myself, okay, this is going to be an interesting interview, and it was. It was a fantastic interview. I will tell you, this is the toughest interview to date that I have done the toughest with Mr. Dick Gregory. And I am all the tougher for it. <laughs> I can tell you. He was spiritual, uh, very spiritual. You, that's no secret. You all know that. In fact, I'm going to get into 
what I believe uh, what we're talking about is somebody who was not only spiritually centered, but psychic. And I don't use that word lightly. I'm going to leave something that undoubtedly gave me evidence that this man was uh, on the intuitive tip at the end of our little segment here. But um, he was aware of uh, all of the things of the, the magnanimous things happening on this planet right now, as well as the just God awful and insidious. But one of the things he shared, and this is on the interview, and by the way, I certainly hope if you haven't heard uh, my interview with Dick Gregory already, uh, please tune in, I will uh, most certainly have a link to the show in its entirety, attached to this podcast or to to the post accompanying the podcast. He talked about his grandson. Now, of course, this was in context with the way things are the way people behave toward each other. Uh, This had to do with race. And uh, it had to do with uh, his grandson, who was seven years old at the time, in class, I believe he said he lived in uh, with his family in New Mexico, aren't many folks of color there, uh, according to him. And uh, he was in his grandson at seven was in uh, quite a precarious situation in school. Uh, I'm going to let you hear the clip for yourself. This is yet another clip. Um, but what he quickly and uh, unequivocally called his grandson was an indigo child. Listen to this clip. That's what's happening. And they can do it because we're so out of the spiritual loop. We don't even feel nothing, you know. <clears throat> These little youngsters that's coming up, the real ones that count. That's them don't count. They know. They, they feel something. Yeah. I've got a grandson seven years old, two years ago in, in New Mexico. Ain't no black folks out there. So the teacher said, started the school, what we're gonna do the first week is talk about the nice things that have happened. Y'all kinda young, so you might have heard your parents or a friend talking about something nice that happened. Just talk about that, the nice things. So they went through the whole week. Then the second week, she said, no, could be a little difficult because she's so young, but anything bad, tragic, that happened to you, or somebody you knew, we want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So they go around the table for not my son, grandson. Would you share with us some of the bad things that? Yeah, I want to talk about seven years old now. I want to talk about slavery, castration, and lynching. And she says, "Oh, oh, Johansson, we can't. This group is too young." He said, "Let me tell you something. If I was a Jew, and we wanted to talk about the Holocaust." You wouldn't have told me that. Now, you didn't say it belligerent. Hmm? Said belligerent. So you better get somebody that can make a decision. Because I said, you're seven years old. This is a seven-year-old saying this? Indigo children. Yes, I, I wanted to Really something else. I was obviously uh, 
saying, yes, 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 I get it. I understand the new children, blah, blah, blah. And I really wanted to get more out of him on that uh, tip. But uh, we he wanted to cover so many things as uh, you will, uh, you will have heard uh, from the interview. So we didn't get to really I didn't get uh, that many comments from him on the whole indigo revolution. But he certainly uh, felt that that was the case as do I indigo crystal star, whatever you'd like to call these beautiful individuals who were as you can hear as uh, Dick Gregory described his grandson as being just straight up and dressing down the teacher. Uh, I, I believe he mentioned another grandson of his who lives in Plymouth, Massachusetts, or did at the time, similar, very, very similar in terms of just being very brutally honest to adults and basically telling adults that he felt didn't know <laughs> what they should, where to go. <laughs> Gee, I wonder where he got that from. wonder where the, those grandkids got that from. Unbelievable. The interview, if, if I didn't say this earlier, this was the, it and still is the most popular show by far that I have done uh, uh, for w- what was at the time, I believe, Conscious Inquiry, now Higher Journeys. But of course, uh, on YouTube, it is, I believe, in excess of 125,000 views and growing. Because of the controversial nature of the interview, I got all sorts of comments. Some had to be clearly uh, deleted. He, you know, he had a way of, uh, you know, instigating argument, you know, bring out all sorts of people, but he got people to think and and still is, I'm sure. Um, he, he was funny. And I'm, I'm trying to think of another incident. Well, I can tell you one while the, on the day that prior to the interview that I did with him, we were at his talk. And I think I had gotten up to from the audience, I was sitting close to the front, and I had gotten up, it was a large, large, fairly large crowd had gotten up just to kind of circle around um, and uh, meet up with somebody. And he stopped in the middle of the talk and said, where are you going? <laughs> I said, I'm just moving to this side of the room. He just, it was just funny. What can I say? Most of you that are listening to this have heard this man have seen this man perform and, and do his thing. So nothing would surprise uh you as to what was coming out of his mouth. <laughs> oh, miss him already. And I do think of that dream. I'm going back to the dream that I had right after I found out that he passed, because I believe that was him coming to me saying, give me a hug. Yeah, would, would, I didn't expect that. You know, they talk about dreams, you can always tell the difference between something that is perhaps, res- well, residue from the day before. Of course, I had him on my mind. But then there are other dreams that just seem entirely too real. He did look younger. That's typically a hallmark of perhaps a visit. And when he said, give me a hug, I'm not going until you give me a hug. And then he kind of left. Really, um, something. I, um, there were a couple of times that he said, right in mid-sentence, shut off the recorder. I want to tell you something off the record. He told us a lot uh, off the record, as a matter of fact, particularly after the um, the interview had ended. And obviously, if, he's, if he confided in me, I'm not going to share that with you. Sorry. 
But there are a couple of things that I do want to talk about, because I want to get into his psychic side, as I had mentioned. I have no doubt that this man was tuned in on a level that for the life of me, I can't figure out. I'm certainly not surprised because I believe the ability exists. I believe we all have a tinge of it, but I think he had more. I'm going to share one thing with you. I'm going to share two things with you, and then I'm going to play a couple of clips in which he said, shut off the recorder. It was really something. The first had to do with, now this was after our talk, or after our interview, our talk, and oh, we were talking about all sorts of things. And again, a lot of these things were off the record, but in context with he, and I'm trying to recall, he was talking about our home and he had asked uh, a couple of questions. Did you just move there or something like that? And uh, he, he seemed to be fishing around a little bit. Now, mind you, we're in 3,000 miles away. I'm in the Boston area. He obviously has never been to my home. Here's what he says. He looks at us and he says, you better fix that leak in your ceiling. Silence. We went from looking at him, my husband and I, to looking at each other in complete shock. Our ceiling had been leaking for quite some time. As a matter of fact, here's a synchronicity for you. Because of some damage that was done in our roof that we were not able to fix until when? About a few days before he passed away. That's right. We let the roof go that long. (laughs) But let's not, let's not, uh, let me not digress too much. He said, you better fix that leak in your ceiling. I have a mind to show you a picture of the leaky ceiling that again is still in the midst of being repaired three years later. Yeah. How did he know? I We probably spent two hours after we said uh, goodnight to Dick Gregory uh, that day, trying to figure out how the heck he would know. Did Could it be, were we thinking about it? And, you know, look, I, I do believe that there are people who can clearly pick up what I think are energy signatures that reside in our auric field. Could he have been remote viewing our home? And by the way, he lived in Plymouth, Massachusetts, only about an hour, less than an hour away from us, although he was never there because he was always traveling. But how did he know? I I believe there are quite a few entry points to the psychic realm. uh, And I, I didn't press because I know he wanted to get a reaction out of us because he he knew that he was right. And he was. Our ceiling was very leaky at the time. Okay. Are the hairs on your arm rising up at this point? Mine are (laughs) three years later. Something else he said that really uh, was somewhat cryptic. I mean, look, we're talking about This gentleman was an enigmatic character, and yes, cryptic at times. Here's one of those things. Another thing he said, sort of in the same time frame uh, of talking about the the leaky (laughs) ceiling. He said, listen, you better be careful, because the sun is doing some crazy stuff lately. There's going to be some weirdness going on. Guess when he parts this planet? Three days before the great American solar eclipse is what they've called it. Did he know something that we don't? 
that's still to play out. I don't know. I'm, I'm certainly not going to even, uh, well, I guess I am insinuating or even questioning whether there, there will be some activity associated with what we just experienced. He was out of here three days before the solar eclipse. Let's see where I am with time here. Oh, we're not too bad. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let you listen to this clip real quick. This is just a little quick one where he said, turn off the turn off the computer. I mean, turn off the recorder for a minute. Listen to this. When that decision was made, we stupid enough to go along with it. Okay? So you sit and you say, well, wait a minute, it's home there. So when you look at, and I turned this off for a minute, I'm going to tell you something. And like I said, this wasn't the only time he did this. This happened on a couple of occasions. In fact, this is how we ended the interview. I thank you so thank you. much for your wisdom. You are necessary for our evolution to whatever extent we can. We love you dearly. Thank you, Dick Gregory. Thank you so much. Come over here for me and cut that up. Just wanted to give you a tidbit of the the enigma that was Dick Gregory. So we're talking about Baba Dick Gregory, controversial, wise, ornery at times, funny, beautiful, absolutely a special human being, conspiratorial, yes, but I think he had uh, some insight as to what was going on and what is going on. So I'm going to end by saying bon voyage, Baba to Gregory. I have no doubt that heaven is not only a little wiser, believe it or not, it's a lot louder right now. Thanks for what you left us with. And may your journey be grand, beautiful, and restful. You deserve a little rest too. God bless. Take care, everyone. I'll talk to you soon. I just moved into an all white neighborhood not too long ago in Chicago, and I didn't have no problems when I moved in because the neighbors that lived on each side of me, they were like out of the country. They were over in London on vacation having a ball. Just singing, America the beautiful, going home, going. If they only knew what they was coming home to. <laughs> So we got about 11 inches of snow in Chicago, and I grabbed my shovel when I started cleaning the snow off my new front, and my neighbors pulled up. She jumped out the car and rushed up to me. She said, hey, boy. She said, you're really doing a wonderful job on these people's front. If you only knew. She said, yep, I've been living next door here for the last 50 years. And I've never seen this place looking this good in the wintertime. What do you get for doing that? I say, oh, I get to sleep with that woman inside. <laughs> and I walked up to her husband and said, hey, baby, you want me to do yours next? He said, no. Nah. <laughs>